I'm here with Sophie White, who is a jeweller and artist, but your jewellery is sold under the name Stolfer White, and I thought the first thing I could ask you is, why do you sell it under a different name? I think um, I actually have lots of friends who are musicians and got quite jealous that they have an alias that they could separate from themselves for their art, and so I thought I'd have my own. Um, it's kind of a play on my actual name. Is it like a nickname that you've had from being a kid or something like no, that? No, no. So Stolfer comes from, um, Stolfer's just a family name. Um, my Slovenian family name is Stolfer. So I wanted to keep my initials SW because of lots of reasons, some of which I can't remember right now. <laughs> um, but we saw a new hallmark jewellery, like silver and gold needs a hallmark to certify that it is what it's stating to be. And one of the marks on that is the maker's mark. So like, I want to have my initials being SW on there. Yeah. So I thought Stolfer White would be a nice yeah. to remain with those initials. So the jewelry is still traceable back to me, but it's also still Stolfer White. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, both of my parents are artists. My dad, they both do lots of painting predominantly. My dad does everything. You know when you're an artist and you can just like make things out of wood. And like, he also does um, stained glass window stuff yeah. and like stone carving. Yeah. Wow. So, so he, um, um, he does, he's an artist full time? No, so but they're both retired now. So yes, Okay. <laughs> now yeah. they are. Yeah. Um, but my, um, my dad used to be a graphic designer and my mum was uh, like an art teacher. Cool. Yeah. So it's kind of the perfect family to grow up as an artist in, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe it was somewhat inevitable. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe you would have thought that I would have like rebelled and done something different, <laughs> but I didn't. Did you always see yourself becoming a creative artist sort of person or was there a rebellious phase where you wanted to be like an accountant or something? Um, I was always definitely very creative. After uni was the most time when I was like, there's no jobs in the arts. I must do something more productive with my life. But apart from that, it's always been creative. For a long time, it was drama. So it's always, always been creative. It's like drama or dance or music or art. It's all of, or just kind of all of them. <laughs> yeah. So what were, you, what were you involved with in, in the drama world? Just when I was a kid, I used to do mm. lots of um, acting. I used to do classes and would like be in the local pantomime. <laughs> Do you think you'd ever get back into drama now? Or is that something that you left as a, as a kid? I don't know, I still, it's like a nice idea, but I feel like there's so many things that I'd love to do. And drama is like, like mm. acting is quite low on the things I'd like to do. Mm. I'd love to be able to do it, but it's not like a goal. Cool. I think I'd be more likely to do more music or dancing first. Yeah. Before. Wow, so you already have got a long list of things to Yeah, I've got through. a long list yeah. of things. Because <laughs> you're mainly making jewellery. Yeah. But um, just before we started recording, you were showing me a few of your paintings and things like that, which is more of a recent focus of yours. Yeah. So do you think that you might one day just leave jewellery behind completely and move on to something new? Or is, how, are you, uh, how are you planning things how like that? How am I juggling all the things? <laughs> so I think um, the jewellery is like a focus right now, but in my... I foresee then in the future the jewellery could be like a company in itself that I would run maybe I could like hand it to other people to make the, the stuff and I can focus more on my art being 
whatever that turns into sculpture installation maybe type thing hmm. you studied art at university yeah um and the way that's laid out is you choose like a specialism and by the sounds of it it might have been quite hard for you to choose a specialism is that fair, fair enough to say yeah well kind of I mean I did a course that's called drawing and applied arts which is like a pretty vague name anyway it's very broad what does applied art mean applied I think, to what I think that what applied art really means is like craft but it's like a nicer way of saying it yeah um yeah so well when we were when I was at uni though I started making things out of metal that was my thing so I guess metal is my thing in terms of medium yeah but that can translate into jewelry or sculpture and it, i like how it looks with my paintings as like i like them interacting yeah i don't know i'll just paint ever yeah because yeah. we're in your studio we're surrounded by little copper geometric shapes yeah and they're from a project you worked on at university so what were you um trying to go for with those yeah so the copper shapes um i started using a geometric language I was like personifying each shape with a meaning so I think I was exploring with that specific project at the time um, like the balance of different elements in your day so I was sort of looking at time and trying to plot it using shapes like look at your day and try and draw what happened during the day but using like a circle for me to mean this and then I was kind of interested in like symbols and what different symbols mean to different people I suppose hmm. it was a while ago yeah <laughs> yeah I think most people would assume that jewelry was purely like a decorative thing but do yeah. you find yourself putting meaning into the designs that you come up with there's definitely in in my jewelry imbued imbued is that a word meaning in each piece because i've specifically chosen a like visual language for it i quite like thinking about jewelry as art that's just but it's on the body so you can like carry it around with you i think that's why i found it a quite seductive thing to start going into rather than paintings it's really easy as an artist to paint a painting and then like just leave it in a cupboard for mm. no one to see but with jewellery, it's quite nice to make the jewellery. Then usually, like, eventually someone will buy it and then they can like have it on their body all the time or have it in a box. But it's like an intimate relationship with the art, which I quite like about jewellery. What's it like to see someone really like a piece of your jewellery and see them wearing it with a, an outfit they thought really well about? And Well, it's like totally bizarre. I don't really see anybody wearing it after they buy it yet. Mm. Um, well, you never bumped into someone and been like, oh, I'm, oh, that's one of mine. No, I've never done that. Hmm. No, which is sad. But um, one day. Um, but no, it is, it's, it's quite bizarre because I've only recently started doing like a regular market. I'm at Froome every first Sunday of the month. And so seeing people react to my jewellery is weird. Because again, with art, it's really easy to make art and then never see anybody else seeing it mm. or like interacting with it. I think that it is quite important to me that my jewellery does last. So whether, I mean, it doesn't, it'd be nice if it was kept in a family and passed down. 
but I'm, it's cool, but it, it like, goes off on its own adventure. Like one person likes it and then their child doesn't like it, so the child like might sell it. Mm. But then it will continue to last because I like, there's like an eternalness to metal that is quite, feels quite unusual. As like a human, like we're really, I'm very aware that I'm like, I was born and I'm gonna die like pretty soon, but like the- Pretty soon. Like pretty soon, like relatively soon <laughs> in the grand scheme of the world. Right. My yeah. gold and silver that I make can last for like a lot more years than me. Sure. Which is a funny fact. Yeah, that must be a weird thing to think about is that something you're making now that might take you less than a day will outlive you by, you know, decades. Yeah. That's quite cool. Pretty cool. What, what artwork do you see that inspires you? I don't know. I guess I'm always interested in going to see installations. Um, I quite like when things interact with space. I quite enjoyed the exhibition at the RWA quite recently. They had a, um, like a sculpture open. And much as I didn't, I don't think I enjoyed any specific pieces more than the next. I just enjoyed the space being affected by the, the shapes of the sculptures. So I guess I often go to exhibitions and enjoy like the whole wall of paintings yeah. rather than an individual painting. Yeah. So if you go to the RA Summer Show as well, which is like, it's always hung beautifully and like sometimes the walls are a different color. Um, like one, one room was like bright pink one year, but I like how all the pieces look on the wall. So maybe I'm more inspired by the space and how the space has been used in an exhibition than yeah. the art a lot of the time. What's it like seeing your own work shown in an exhibition? Have you had that where you feel like you want to be alongside other artists who are of a similar nature to yourself? Or? There's not been loads of times that that's happened mm. so far, but I think I would be, it would be interesting to observe how somebody else hangs or puts my work next to somebody mm. else's. It would be interesting to see, yeah, what they would put next to me and then be like, why did they do that? Or like, oh yeah, that totally works. Usually I work um, making one-of-a-kind pieces. Mm. So each piece is very different and there's not really necessarily a string. I think it would be nicer to have a, like a full range that just like makes all sense together. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm trying to approach it with a bit more of a business mind. Whereas in the past, I've just like made stuff and tried to sell it, which isn't the best strategy. So you're talking about installations and feeling like a, a piece of work in a in the context of a building rather than just an image on a wall or on a screen. Mm. And there's a lot of, I mean, c controversy might be a bit strong, but there's a lot of um, conversation around art galleries leaning towards being purely good for Instagram. I've seen mm -hmm. a lot of these installations come up that are rooms full of brightly colored things and mirror balls and interesting lighting and things like that. and the primary reason that they're successful is because people go there to take photos because they look interesting and aesthetically pleasing to go on their Instagram accounts. I mean, I, I did find it annoying. I especially found it annoying because I really like Yoyo Kusama. Mm. She became like wildly famous in the past few years, but I would find it annoying that people I knew that weren't particularly interested in art would go and take a selfie in the mirror in that installation. So it's like semi-annoying, mm. but um, 
I don't know, I was just thinking about it, like, if people walk up a mountain, then they will take a selfie on top of the mountain and then post it on Instagram. Yeah. So maybe it's comparable to that. I don't know what that means. Because I thought there's two ways of looking at it, in my opinion. <clears throat> One being that it's getting people into galleries and seeing mm. things that people have been creative about. And it's, you know, there's, you know, people were really offended by pop art when that first appeared. And mm. now that's studied in art colleges and whatever, and people will see it much more differently. You know, it might be the same as that. Whereas, you know, in a few years from now, people will be like, yeah, that um, Instagram thing was, that was such a, you know, early 21st century thing and it made a huge difference and it's not what we do anymore, but it was important to go through that at the time. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if it will be remembered. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But I think it's, if ultimately it's probably a good thing people are going to look at the art mm. and if they're taking a selfie in the art, then they're, they're in it. Yeah. That's what I quite like about installations that you're like forced to interact with it in a way, but just bec mm. because you're for, you're in the space. So you're like in the art. Yeah. So I feel like you're more likely to have a response, be it like conscious or subconscious because you're like enveloped mm. in the art for a bit. So maybe if you're just taking a selfie there, then you're still in there experiencing it. Because I think that can be, you can really use that to your advantage. I was in, um, I went to a, a gallery in Tokyo and there's a Yoko Ono piece in there mm. that was a, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a, a boat in the middle of an empty room, mm. like a wooden boat. And uh, you go in, what you put on, you know, the, like the shoe covers that you'd wear around a swimming pool mm. and walk in there and you write something on the wall and you're only allowed to write in blue or black. Okay. So after, you know, thousands of people have gone in there, this room has this weird texture of writing everywhere. Mm. And it's wherever she's shown it over the years, it's different. Yeah. And there are loads of people taking photos of it. But it's also got the added bonus of, you know, you, you have to, you're encouraged to collaborate and people are writing things and it's, you're meant to like write um, something that means a lot to you. Or, mm. you know, and I can remember what I wrote on the wall. And yeah. it's kind of like a, I will always remember interacting with that piece of art yeah no I think that sounds great but that's not like something you just go and take a selfie with and you know it actually makes you think no yeah so where can we where can we buy your jewellery so I've got a website I've got a really shiny website um, that it's I have some listings on there and then at the moment, I'm not in many shops. So mostly just head to the website and I post on Instagram a lot. Again, because lots of it's one of a kind. I'll post lots of things on Instagram that won't necessarily make it to the shop, like the online shop. Yeah. yeah. So what's your Instagram handle? It's just Stolfa White. Oh, thanks a lot for talking to me, Sophie. It's been great. Thank you for having me.